This episode of the Grim and Bloody Podcast is brought to you by the Left Coast Entertainment Group. Welcome, ladies and gents, to the Grim and Bloody Podcast. This show is a presentation of horror, thriller, and suspense is intended for mature audience. Join us at your own risk. Well, welcome to another episode of the Grim and Bloody Theater and the Grim and Bloody Podcast uh streaming simultaneously through youtube or spotify which actually just bought out anchor so i have to check make sure it's going to be streaming everywhere else because spotify is kind of swallowing up the competition right now they are just growing and growing uh but for sure uh we are still on itunes we are still on google podcasts uh wherever you find your podcast you will find the grim and bloody podcast uh for tonight we have chris moore writer, director, actor, producer of how many movies? You've done quite a few in a relatively short period. Uh, the one that we'll talk about today is Children of Sin. Uh, that came out April 22nd, bless you. Did I have that right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay, I got all your titles because I saw you in the movie. <laughs> you wrote it, right? You produced it? I did, yeah. Okay, you also directed? Sure did, yeah. Okay, all right, perfect. All right, um, I just want to make sure. I got that straight. And you also had did uh, Trigger, which mm-hmm. I thought was uh, very well done. Uh, congratulations. Oh, thank you. And also uh, congratulations on uh, making it onto Tubi, uh, which we've had a string of successful uh, talks in regards to because um, they are one of our partners here. We love them dearly. Um, they've had some, you know, they're, they're building out a, a good slate of uh, horror on their platform. And a lot of people are, are taking notice. And uh, yeah, we couldn't decide to just continue talking about the films that make it on their uh, their streaming service. Uh, let me go ahead and introduce my cohorts, uh, Joe Flynn. How you doing, Joe? Uh, Joe is alive and well since he had no power last week. Oh, so no. come on! Yeah, I had no power. I was without power for like three days. Oh, geez. Uh, well, good to see you on. Good to see thank you. Thank you, Kevin Nicholson. How you doing, Kevin? I'm doing great, and Joe had, you know, no power, and I had no internet. Kind of turns out that you you got to pay these people, you know, for uh, you know for the internet. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, it just kind of works that uh, that way. No, no, we had a uh, uh, situation a few days out of internet, and uh, back to it. And I, I'm excited. This is the second time I've interviewed uh, uh, Chris Moore, and he is entertaining to uh uh to, you know to say the least awesome where awesome. do we get it where do we get into talking about uh drag nuns <laughs> oh boy and, uh... <laughs> buckle up <laughs> oh, Omega. been a while <laughs> i know you're busy yeah um, I've, I've got stuff heading out the door i mean i got like 48 hours before i'm at paramount filming so but david howard thornton no less uh, Actually, uh, well, no. disclosure, apparently not. Oh, so, no. I don't know if he became unattached from this movie because I'm working on like six this year. So uh, did I make a mistake or what? He didn't say anything when I talked to him about him at the convention. So maybe he unattached himself. There are some other very interesting actors involved, and I'm very happy to go to Paramount and be in it nonetheless. But maybe him and I will get to work on a film together another time. So you told me, hey, David, I can't wait to work with you on such and such film. He's like, what film? <laughs> he yeah, he didn't say that. So who <laughs> yeah. knows? Did he start pulling his collar? Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to see you there. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, yeah. You never want to check the IBD M, you know, because sometimes, hey, I'm not in that movie. What are you talking about, it has, Will? It? It never, there are lots of producers that put it, uh, give actors credit for movies they were never in because they knew the putting the name in there got people to watch the movie. Well, so, I actually reviewed one of those movies uh, 
Oh, crud now. Was it uh, Space Pirates in Time or something? And there are no Space Pirates. There's, there's nothing about time. And, and yeah. uh, uh, it's, it's got Carradine in it. And he said, uh, this guy that played uh, Lon Chaney Jr. is listed as being in it. And he's oh. on it. Well, let's jump right well, in with Chris. Chris, uh, I got to think. My, my first thing when I was thinking about with Children of Sin was and i was after i watched it not long after i watched this documentary on msnbc about uh you know these uh you know these brainwashing cults who uh you know who try to what do they call it try to fix homosexuality mm -hmm. and yeah. it got me to years um the film that uh, children of sin kind of touches on you know just a religious cult that tries the, their kind of this one lady has her kind of conversion therapy and uh you know it's uh if you don't you know go with it you're dead you're you, know, you are yeah. due to be eliminated um was that what was the your mindset uh you know going in did you want to touch on uh the uh, uh, the conversion therapy as it pertained to uh, the gay youth, um, or was that something that kind of stuck in your head and you thought, hey, I can do a, a great horror film with, about this? Yeah, I mean, I got the idea probably when I was in high school, I think, and because uh, I heard a, about those kinds of places and I just thought, this is so bizarre. Like, why would you send your kids to a place like this? You know, because I mean, you can't, you can't pray that away. That doesn't make sense. I mean, it would be like a straight person trying to become gay. That doesn't really make sense. You can't do that, you know? So I just thought, wouldn't it be interesting if there was this kind of cult that had one of these sorts of retreats or camps where, you know, they they give you so many ch ch chances to sort of redeem yourself. And then once you're done, they just dispatch you completely. And uh, I thought, well, that's an interesting idea for a horror film. And it kind of stewed in my head for a bit. And I could never find the right angle. And uh, it was, it was, I think, 2020. And COVID was, you know, doing its thing to everyone. And, and I was like, I, w I wanted to write something that I could maybe make with a very small cast in a very small location. And I thought about this idea again. Again, and I thought, well, maybe this would be a, a good one to do because, you know, you, it's basically one major location. It's a cast of not even 10. And I thought that this could be this could be the one to be uh, the first one back after COVID. And so I just picked the idea and said, let's give it a go. <laughs> now, I like the uh, that your character, Hank, which is kind of the character that I really rooted for because he's the guy that is helping the antagonist at first only because he doesn't you know he doesn't really like know anything else to do you, you know to do right. you're scared yeah. uh you're scared of the antagonist you're uh, you're uh you're terrified of what this person might do to you uh and all this stuff you help but the character Hank seems to have the courage to step up, uh, mm -hmm. you know, finally, and plays a big part in, yeah, uh, in uh, you know helping the others try to survive. And uh, was that kind of? I mean, what was? What, what do you think is behind Hank's motivations? Well, I think it's all he's really known and I think a lot of people are like that. You know, they they kind of do whatever they were taught and they feel like well if my friends and family believed in this and they've been fine you know they have a place to live they've got food on their plates everything's going fine with them maybe this is the way to go and I might have to suppress a part of myself but hey I mean if I can still survive then you know I'll, I'll, I'll just do what everyone else is doing and I think a lot of these people they stay like that forever you know they they kind of conform to this idea of what their lives should be even if it's it's not the best choice for them personally because it's easier to just try to you know 
play a part and uh, just con conform. And it's usually the ones that were raised a certain way who get to be a certain age. They kind of break away from that that I find the most fascinating because I think about, okay, what made that switch? Because it's so easy to stay, to stay the same because it's all based out of absolute fear. I mean, they're so scared of if they change, if they be become their, their true s selves, everyone's going to ab abandon them and they'll have no, no, no one left. And I understand that fear, you know, because if you decide to go against the grain, some people are going to think, well, you're not a part of our group now, so we don't want to have anything to do with you. And if everybody that you know is a part of that group, you're going to be really alone. And I, th I think it takes a lot of courage to say, even if that happens, I'm going to give this a, a go because my authentic life is more important than this sort of group think stuff, you know, because it's not making me happy. And I know a lot of people like that who were, you know, really indoctrinated, whether it be in a church or a political thing, and they got out of it, and they're so much happier now. I have a question uh, about your cast. So mm -hmm. there's, you say, less than 10 people. Who was the hardest to write character-wise for this film? Ooh, that is a good question. Um, I would say the character of um, Robbie, the stepfather, was the hardest. And I really? don't think I really cracked him because I think he is sort of a uh, sort of a textbook cliche like bad guy. I mean, he's sort of, you know, sort of a mustache twirling kind of guy. I, I wish I had taken more time to really sort of dig into him and figure out exactly what made him tick. You know, how did he get in into this cult in the first place? You know, what's motivating him? I'm sure once again, it's totally fear-based. Absolutely. But um, I, I think I could have maybe flesh, fleshed him out a bit more. So I would probably say him. Thank you. That was a great question. Answer. Thank you. You know, it's, you, it's ahead, funny. Uh, um, if it's uh, it's funny because it, uh, I was thinking when Joe asked that question, when I was thinking about it had to have been rather difficult to write for, is Joanne Robinson's, uh, what I'll let's just say nutcase, uh, <laughs> you know, character. Because yeah. uh, I mean, it it comes off on screen as Susan Terrell batty uh you know <laughs> type of full throttle but right. uh, you know i also think there's a complexity to uh you know to the character and i wonder if you had any kind of challenge in writing that no that character was a joy to write for because it was i was it easy to, was it easy that to write? was honestly probably the easiest character okay. to write which i don't know what that says about me personally i don't know but it was fun to write this monstrous but also kind of complicated woman who clearly has some kind of a past where she got in into this cult i don't think she was born into this i think you know because because cults really prey on those that are sort of disenfranchised have gone through a lot of trauma and just heartache and they're looking for a a, fa a family and people that are going to understand them or at least pr pretend to and so she probably went through a lot of stuff i think she probably had her own abortion at some point i'm sure there was maybe it was a it was a assault maybe she didn't want to have the baby and you know there's all ki kinds of things that we sort of talk, talked about, and I think there's probably something weird with her father, maybe. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that um, could be fun in, like, a prequel, you know, <laughs> like the the story of M Mary Esther, you know, that that might 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 be fun. But it, it was so much fun to write for her because she was just so deranged. And I personally find that it's the most those are the characters that are the most fun to write to write for because there's really you can't really go too far 
I wanted to touch on the uh, the the real horror of the film, and that's these supposed uh, conversion clinics, these rehab centers, and no surprise that it's kind of based in Florida. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where, really. Where, whereas another reviewer mentioned all the crazy shit happens. <laughs> Um, it does, yeah. Th these are the scary places, and it, it, it's nothing new uh, in our world. Uh, any any chance someone can sucker you into either giving your time or your money or both uh, for their benefit, um, they're going to do it. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll put that right up there with timeshare. <laughs> it, it's that <laughs> evil. Um, but but talk to me about uh, the the premise of the film, um, the contents. Um, a lot of it mirrors real life. Um, so in the beginning of the movie, you could almost be watching something that you, you just read on Yahoo News, you know, something mm -hmm. where, uh, you know, overly a, a, a stepfather, you know, sexually assaulted his, his, uh, his, his, uh, his uh, adopted daughter. Um, you know, the, the mother is uh, completely, she's out of it, right? And she's no longer able to take care of her kids. She pretty much just noped out and it's up to the dad that was taking full advantage um but about a third of the way i don't want to give any spoilers because uh, we don't want to give away spoilers here and uh and halfway in uh, uh chris if you can i'd love for you to introduce the trailer that we're we're going to show everybody as part of the show um but the film takes a, a, a sharp turn um when we're introduced to the rehab center and we're in the back of our minds. We say, you know, I've seen this before. I've heard this before. It's bad, yes. Um, but like so many filmmakers before you, um, we're we're given a stage where we think we know what's going to happen next. Uh, we've seen this before, and then the rug gets pulled out from under us. And now we're on unsettling. And now we're we don't know what's going to happen. Now that that feeling of anxiousness and suspense and anxiety, now that starts to come about because uh, what we think we've been watching at all time is probably not what's gonna be happening next. Um, so talk about um, the, that part of the film and the narrative process where you kind of just flipped it on everybody. Um, I mean, how exciting was that to pull off as a filmmaker getting to see your vision executed? Oh, it was delightful. I, Because I, I personally love when movies start off as one thing and then they kind of take a little turn there and i've i've e even had pe pe people that were like you know i wish the whole movie had been just like the first half hour and i'm like so you just want them in the same house with the evil stepfather i was like i don't it's not the film for me i don't want to do that <laughs> yeah. um i'm sure it might it might it might be fun i don't know but uh yeah i just I, and I all also like the idea of actually in, introducing and building up the characters first. A lot of people were like, don't you want to start the film at Abraham House? I was like, no, because you wouldn't know the characters. You you wouldn't know their their backstory and stuff. And I, I'm, and I, I don't think there's a kill in the movie until like about 40 minutes in, which is, you know, it's they a lot of people would yeah, that's right. yeah. advise against that. They would say you need one like at the start of the movie. And we actually shot one and it just it just didn't work. It wasn't it just didn't really feel right. Mm -hmm. So it, 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 it does take a little patience, maybe. But I believe in people. I think they can make it through because once it gets on that track i think it does start to move a lot quicker but it's it's just it it i don't think people are used to that style these days as much you know they really just want things like wham and bam and um so i pr prefer that kind of more slow build where you get to know everybody and yeah we got and, spoiled with know. scream right yeah well i guess so yeah i mean opening after that opening knifed. man you can't top fresh. that opening i mean that's a great opening yeah but they do uh you're you're right you know um most when you ask you know what would go into a good horror script and they usually say within the first 10 pages you want to hook your audience yeah. you want to give them something tantalizing um that's just that's going to whet their appetite and then you can go into setup um right but that's been preached so often that almost every film now at least on the independent level we're given that right we're given right. the first five or ten minutes Someone gets off, 
-hmm. Maybe it's a secondary yeah. character. Maybe it's a primary. Maybe it's a backstory, right? Maybe it, right. You, you show the ending now. Like, they will do that. They will show the end oh, of yeah. the film, right? Yeah. Uh, at the yeah. very beginning. And then you're like, oh, well, I guess <laughs> I already saw the movie. I already know how it ends, right? Uh, but the, yeah. they say, well, the journey is finding out how he gets off. I'm like, I already know right. who did it and where they did it, right? I even know they <laughs> use a knife to do it. Um, but yeah, you, what you, your approach is risky because you ask, um, you know, for uh, our lack of a better term, faith. <laughs> from the audience yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, to sit in and um, you know not just wait out the characters but um, follow, you know follow them for the ride. Um, right. You know, they're clearly in a bad situation at the very beginning. Uh, that much is set up um, and you think by them leaving the house with their mother they're going to be going to a better situation and they're not. They, they go from <laughs> bad to worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as soon as they get there things are not as they seem, even though this is, you know, <laughs> quintessentially probably a, a house that is not what it's supposed to be anyways, right? It's probably right. one of those scammer houses, um, mm -hmm. but it's it's a lot more than that. Um, so yeah, I would say uh, for those who uh, are, you know, can sit down and be patient and, uh, you know, wait for the good stuff to happen as, you know, when I grew up, you know, you know my dad said, well, wait, it gets better as the movie goes along, right? Yeah. Don't worry, sit down. It, it, yeah, the, the good stuff is coming up, right? I always hear that, right? Because movies, Absolutely. they didn't give you the first five, ten minutes. Oh, shock and awe, right? It was always, no. there was always the buildup. There was always the engagement, right? There was always, a, you know, you're going to spend a little time relating to the characters, right? That's what I grew up on until, you know, Scream came out and says, oh, well, we, we can get our dessert now, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, kudos to you because it's a little bit of a, a throwback filmmaking um i'm about 90 percent film uh finished so i don't want to know about the ending and thankfully oh, okay. we are not talking about spoilers no. so when we're done here i get to go finish the movie uh but so far Good. what i've seen is yes um the initial weight uh does pay off and uh kudos uh, kudos to you for that thank you thank you so much now of course i want to switch gears a little bit and let's talk about your latest project that you can uh, that you're working on which you uh uh you know from what from what i've been reading is there's not a whole lot you know on it so you're going to be revealing a lot of things to uh uh to us what do you got cooking right <laughs> now well i am uh, pretty much right in the middle of production on uh when the trash man knocks that's the title and um because we're all is, scared uh, about uh, sanitation <laughs> engineers gone wacko right it is a problem right garbage <laughs> <laughs> if, if you weren't scared before you will be now that's the that's the tagline um it's a it's it's a story i would say sort of like um ordinary people meets halloween i don't know it's kind of this uh sort of mother-son story they both uh lost very important people in their lives about 20 years ago to this madman named the the trash man and he just disappears completely nobody knows where he went some people th assume he died uh some people still think he's out out there in the woods or god knows where there's a lot of conspiracies and um all of a sudden these murders start back up again and they think it must be him and they are, it, it's 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 really a story of, of, about these two characters who have gone through this horrible horrible um ordeal who are dealing with it in equally sort of misguided ways uh one of them is agoraphobic she won't leave the house the other drinks all all day long tries to pretend like everything's great when in actuality he's just falling apart and so that's really what kind of interested me in the story was it's just these two people dealing with the same thing but in very different and equally destructive ways and so when this tra trash man comes comes back in they have to actually kind of get their stuff together you know and try to i guess uh face their fears get some courage and you know try to move on i do notice that you have well i guess it's your stock repertory of uh of uh actors 
back oh, yeah. from uh, Children of Sin. Mm-hmm. Joanne Robinson, uh, uh, you know, of course, uh, uh, you've got uh, Mr. Lewis Hines. Mm-hmm. You, you've, uh, uh, who I say has one of the more fun, uh, you know, characters aside from Hank in uh, uh, in uh, Children of Sin. Uh, so do you, are you going to be, uh, you know, like, uh, oh, the John Ford the, the, uh, of, of this era with your stock cast that you're bringing back for every uh for every well, film i just enjoy working with them a lot they're a lot of fun i i probably had the best time of my life on Chil- children of sin because everybody was so much fun to work with and so i thought i want to make another movie i want to bring everybody back so i kind of just i basically wrote a part for everybody in this movie and i said okay I've got a part for you. Do you want to do it? And I would send them the script. Every single one said yes. And I I think we have everybody back from that movie. I think or ju- just about. And we have a few new people as well. So that's always fun to add some more. And uh, yeah, so we're about halfway through the shoot and it's going really well. We kick off the next half on Monday and uh, sh- we're going to sh- shoot for one more week and then we have a few extra little bits to get after that and then we are wrapped and uh from what i've seen so far it's 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 going to be pretty good i'm i'm a little excited about it well you should be excited uh i had a, a question now you 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 went in here and you talked about you know cults mm-hmm. and religious culture a little easier to see than say other things like for instance, like the forum, I don't know if you're familiar with that one at all. Mm-hmm, no. Um, do you have any personal contact with cults? Is there there's something um, that you saw or something you know that uh, brought this to the forefront, other than you just like the script? Uh, well, I mean, I've I've never actually like I've never you know been in a cult or known anyone that I know of who who was at least in the traditional sense. I mean, I I would say you know certain political parties these days feel a little cultish so maybe I, I i i did get a bit from that especially during the whole covid thing i got time to do a lot of thinking and i realized there have been some people in my life who who say that they're supportive who say that they believe in me who say that you know they're on my side and but i thought if there was ever some sort of a god forbid revolution they would sell me down the river so freaking quick and and parts of that end up in the film. You know, there's uh, I don't want to spoil things, but certain people who the c- characters believe have their best interests at heart end up betraying them. And and so I kind of wanted to touch on that because I see stories about that all the time and it's frightening. You don't know who to trust. And and uh, so, yeah, that's that's kind of my uh, my. Uh, cult experiences i guess just with certain ideologies and stuff like that that can be a little frightening it can be Uh, i will share just a little bit with you back in the late 90s i lost someone close to me to a cult oh god i'm sorry specifically the forum actually that's why i know about them um and it's all they were all about we're making you better and Mm -hmm. anyone who doesn't want you to be better is bad and that's how they separate you so Mm -hmm. I was just wondering if you if you went into any of the stuff like love bombing and, and any of these. Oh yeah. Things. Okay. Absolutely, and I wish I'd been able. And to I can tell you know about what I'm talking about. Upon that love bombing yeah. right away. Well, well, because I I I, I wish I'd been able to showcase you know how Tammy the the mom got sort of you know dragged into this, and I I had a whole backstory and ev- everything where you know she met this woman at work during a really tough time and she said hey i've got this place to go where they really they they treat you so well and she kind of brought her into this and she felt so much love at at first and they told her you know oh you know you're you're so special the world doesn't understand you and it just kept going and going then she meets this guy there and they get further into the cult and so i i i had a whole backstory but there was just no place to put it so i told the actors and i said well here's how you got in but we we, we just can't show it i wish that we could because that that That's would have nice been movie. fascinating yeah why not why not <laughs> it might work out for you 
It could be fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I particularly, I'm, I've uh, not enjoyed the existence of cults for quite some time. And I find the religious ones all that, um, to be all that much of the worst. Oh, yeah. I have an a, a associate. Uh, you saw The Mist? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And and so she's she's watching this. She goes, oh, this is terrible. And I'm like, see that religious lady there that's talking about throwing them out to the monsters? <laughs> that would be you if this stuff happened. Oh. <laughs> that would oh, be that, you. That's like got to hurt because she was crazy. That's, yeah, that's it. She's Marsha Gay Harden. If she was good in that movie. Oh, wonderful oh, the performance. Wonderful. Oh, yeah. yeah. She plays I agree. one of the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to take this moment, Chris and allow you to introduce the trailer for Children of Sin that's screening on Tubi. Uh, do you want to give uh, the audience a little preview of what they can expect here? Oh, okay. Uh, well, if it's the trailer, you're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of creepiness at Abraham House where they take kids who are misbehaving and not following God's plan as their parents would like them to. So watch out. It'll be really spooky. All right, enjoy, guys. Trailer for Children of Sin. And we're back. I absolutely loved it. Yay. <laughs> Fun Wonderful stuff. trailer. It's creepy. This is good. A- you took on a hard subject. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that much. You took on a subject that is so easily found in the news and made it into a horror movie with uh, some suspense, uh, some jump scares, uh, some practical effects with some blood. Um, I, I, you know, you, 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 you uh, how can I say this without saying crude, without saying you got balls? <laughs> oh, well, you got a terrible it, 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 it takes, we've seen some directors come on here with, with some creative vision, haven't you guys? Uh, we've seen some, some, some guys step up to the plate and, and try to make a, a, a pretty good swing. And while they probably missed, they 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 swung with all their might. I I think you stepped up here. You took on what could have been you know a very tough subject um, that could have been uncomfortable for some people. And um, I, I think you made it into a nice suspenseful flick. No, thank you so much. Yeah, I mean it was uh, that was always the intent was how can I do this in a respectful way and uh, not just f- feel like it's some sort of you know. Th- tacky kind of thing um although you whenever you tackle any kind of a subject that's a little uh, polarizing you're gonna get people who before they even see the movie and these are the people who will never see the movie anyway who like you just tell them what it's about yeah they're just gonna troll and they're gonna freak out and say oh how dare you do that how dare you you need to treat that with respect you shouldn't make a, a, a disgusting low budget horror film about this or a abortion or you know like stuff like that i've heard that my entire life and i say you know what i say i'm not gonna pick a finger that's that that's what i'm gonna say and uh because i think you 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 have to tackle these things because these are the things that actually scare me and if you're gonna make a horror film you have to do stuff that scares you personally or else it's not gonna work and so that's why I do what I do. And uh, it's just nice to know that some people are also scared by the same things I'm scared by. And, uh, but, but uh, you know, it, it, it was uh, it was really scary because it was a, a few weeks before we started to, sh- started to shoot, Blumhouse came out with a film. Uh, they announced a movie with Kevin Bacon, which I still have not seen, called They Slash Them, which is basically the same story. And it takes yep. place at a conversion. Oh no, therapy. really? I haven't heard of that. Yeah. Yes. And and so we were so nervous. Oh, we were like, no. oh my god, like, do we pull the plug? Like, are we gonna get sued? Like, what's gonna happen? And we just thought, let's just make the movie. The odds are that anything that they have in common will, will you just, just say be you, you know yours first. Yeah, and they copied and te- you. technically it did come out a few months beforehand. And the best part, though, was that I was so nervous and the movie comes out. Obviously in bricks. <laughs> and well, yeah, because I was like, I don't know, like how this is going to be com- compared, you know, because, of course, they have so much more money and resources. They have Kevin Bacon. I mean, come on, I can't get Kevin Bacon. And uh, and the movie comes out. And all of a sudden, I start to notice that our film is getting seen a lot more and people are oh, talk- talking away. about it. And what happened was people were so 
disappointed in their film that people said, hey, if you want a similar film that kind of does the same thing, but a little bit better and with a little bit more heart, check out this oh. one. And all of a sudden, <laughs> wow. people started to watch the movie. I was so thrilled. There's that like, Who would have thought? That's awesome. I was, it was crazy. I was like, this is it, it, it so can go terrific. both ways. It can go, this film was so massive <laughs> and good. Yeah. You can watch the spinoff, right? The, the I want to say the cheap spinoff, but you can watch this one, right? Yeah. Or this wow. one was so bad yeah. that this one came out that is slightly better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Either it, way, it's like, it, hey, free publicity. It was great. I was so excited. I was like, wow, I never knew that this would be a positive thing because I was so scared that, you know, they were going to come out and they would be known as the first gay conversion therapy horror film. And we would just be left in the dust. And sure enough, I think uh, I think we ended up getting at least slightly better reviews, which was nice because it didn't seem like it was well received. I still have haven't seen it, so I don't really know. But um, from, no, what, I from what I've been told, I, I think much. it. Uh, I think it was exclusively on Peacock. I think. I, I guess it was. Peacock. I think. I, I think so too. too. Interesting. I, I I heard about the film. I haven't seen it, but yeah, it it's probably you know just like any film that a major company makes. You know, you gotta give uh, them. I was actually going to ask about. Um, did you put rulers in this? Because I know that if you have are swinging a ruler, all the Catholic school guys who uh, went to Catholic school will hit that uh, deep chord in their their uh, subconscious. <laughs> there, a true fear with a ruler. Uh, yeah, so. I, I went to Catholic school. I got hit with a ruler. Yeah, so. I think they outlawed it by the time I got to Catholic school. They could just do the mental abuse, which I don't know if that's better or worse. I don't know. I'd probably take the ruler. <laughs> I don't know. Well, then you're probably not old enough to remember the uh, the forced walks for therapy. Uh, I don't therapy. think so. No, that was a big thing no. In the 80s, uh, there were some lawsuits that stopped that. Uh, parents. Uh, uh, would basically have these uh, paramilitary types come in and bag their kids in the middle of the night and they take them out in the middle of nowhere Holy and say, okay, hey, you're going to walk to the next point and we're going to walk you 20 hours a day and feed you half a cup of rice every day. Um, oh. and, uh, when, and of course, when they get to the end, their parents would be waiting for them. They'd be so happy to go to their parents. They would now not be bad children anymore. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, the last time I heard about it, they, they sued some you know, some gals, sued her parents because she had a full boat scholarship to Harvard. I think it was actually. Mm. And uh, she missed it because they had her out doing this in the middle of nowhere. She was a straight A student, never been a problem. They just wanted to make sure, though. So mm. that could be a great horror movie right there. I, think, I mean, I have heard about kids being taken in the middle of the night by some person that works at these camps and just because I think there was someone in, that my family knew that got sent to a camp like this and they just like came in the middle of the night and like woke her up and said, all right, get in this bus or this truck or whatever. And I'm like, that is the scariest thing to just be woken up and not know where the hell you're going to go. Or how long you're gonna be there like that's terrifying so i did hear about that stuff but i never heard about the walks that's crazy yeah you'd be out in the middle of nowhere so nowhere to hide nowhere to go and, and oh. uh, nowhere to run from gosh so, so scary it's yeah like these, well that's these what I said. things are not gonna work they these these it's just so sad i i i think it's really parents who don't know how to parent that you know tend to do these horrible things to their kids, you know, because they don't want to have the responsibility. They, 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 just, they just kind of ship them off and say someone else can do all of the, you know, discipline and stuff. And it's just, it's a, it's a shame. Like I said, though, could make a wonderful horror movie. Maybe yeah, a absolutely. I see, I see a series here. Come on. <laughs> not with the, the penguin with a ruler, and then we'll have, you know, the, the mountaineer guy out in the middle of nowhere. And, and of course, then maybe they find some cannibals to eat them. Oh, why like not? You could do like a sort of a Hills Have Eyes crossover, you know? Or, or maybe it's actually the guys running the, the group that uh, just like to eat people occasionally. Maybe and, so. And, I mean, it's already in there a bit. I mean, there is that little can, can, cannibalism bit. So, I mean, who knows? 
Final questions, guys, <laughs> before we let Joe ask the epitomous question before the end. Oh, you're not Joe. I oh, am not yeah, Joe. me. Yeah, that's right. I, I get the final word. Dang it. No, no never really. mind. I don't really. Uh, no. But again, Chris, congratulations on the film and going on to Tubi. Uh, I just have my question of where can people find you on the interweb, the internet, the socials? I'm I'm everywhere. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I have a TikTok. I don't use it very much. It's probably about to be taken away. Aren't they trying to like outlaw it or something like that? I don't know. So forget about the TikTok because I won't be here for long on that. Um, and uh, yeah, those are the major ones, right? I think, I believe. Just search for Christopher Wesley Moore, and I'll my face oh, will just pop find up you on somewhere. Tubi. There you go. Tubi. Load I've got a Tubi. few movies we'll on watch there. Your yeah. Movies. Yeah. Tubi's you saw the, the trailer. Best. Go watch Tubi's the movie. great. Tubi here, actually will pay you, which is nice. We'll pay Tubi's you. terrific. They will. Pay, they pay. They actually do pay. Oh, the filmmakers. Yes, they actually pay us, which is lovely. Oh, we, we've never actually talked about that aspect. A I lot of distributors be... don't, so it's well, that's nice. good to hear. I have to deal with that. That is, so, I mean... that is good to hear. They did, like didn't I love say, Tubi. We'll take your movie. We'll stream it. Have a good day. Yes, <laughs> only good. watch them on Tubi because they pay. They're good people. They're good people. Good folks. That is awesome. And they have a great selection. Oh my god. Yes. They, they do. They have a burgeoning selection of horror. And Tubi is the uh, best, I'm on for there sure. probably at least twice a week seeing what's Oh, new. yeah. They're um, fantastic. I'll put up with their ads. I'll put oh, up with yeah. their ads. I don't I even mind it. Frequent. It reminds me of the cheap television where they cut the show every 10 minutes to show you me too. five minutes of ad. But you know what? Yeah. I know I'm I didn't used give you to it. credit card to load up Tubi. Yeah, I'll yeah I mean, th that was my ch ch childhood. was like, I'm going to watch this on, you know, Monster Vision or up all night and you'd have to deal with the com uh, commercials just, but yeah, it was worth it it was just that's how they keep their lights on right yeah if they're not charging you they gotta yeah. charge somebody else i don't mind so, it it's great yeah. <laughs> bring on yeah. the commercials yeah it's funny you say up all night because i actually went to school with a gal that started that oh uh, really yeah yeah oh that's great so. oh that was a great show they would play some of the craziest stuff on there man well, Al, you want to take us out? Well, thanks for being here. And of course, as always, watch horror films, keep America strong. That's our show, everyone. For Anthony, Kevin, Joe, Al, and Chris, enjoy horror. Good night, everyone. <laughs>